Welcome to Second Time Lucky. I'm Nicole. And I'm Mahi. And we will be your hosts. Throughout this podcast, we will discuss transplant, the process of organ donation, and the ins and outs of my personal heart transplant experience. Just a heads up, some of the content might be a bit triggering. While we aim to keep things quite fun, mortality and medical procedures are discussed throughout the series. Also, a course language warning because we have a tendency to swear like sailors. Sorry! We would also like to say that we are not medical professionals, so please do not seek any medical guidance from the Second Time Lucky podcast, but we do encourage a transplant dialogue. We hope you enjoy listening to it as much as we enjoyed making it. Episode 6, The Transplant, Part 2. Continuing on with our very special guest, Maria! It's not only the physical side of things, it's the mental side of things. And so the carer plus the patients need to do a seminar where they you all sit in a room and they talk to you about how are you coping through this ordeal. So the yeah. carer, so most carers, so there was a I think about 10 other people in that room. Yeah, there was like 10 like couples of people. So yeah. like... So they're carer plus the patient. Yeah. And it could be a lung... Tra- the majority were lung transplants. They were all hearts and lungs, but majority yeah. were hearts. So yeah. we were sitting there, Nicole and I, and to be honest, we never fought. We, if anything, we bonded a lot more. Yeah. And we had a good time. No, like not we, we, we would joke and have fun. So the other carers would come in and say, when did this mood change? Yeah. When- Do you want to kick your patient's arm? <laughs> and I was like... Mum, do you want to kick my ass? <laughs> she was like, no. I was like, are you bullshitting? Like, I feel like everyone here yeah. is literally saying that they hate. So they were hating their, their patient. Or like oh. their, so that was, it was either, it was usually their partner. Yeah. So like, yeah. you know, sometimes the husband would take care of the wife or vice versa. There was, I think, a daughter and a, mm. no, a son and a mum. A son mom. and a mum. They as well were very they pissed were off bad. at each other. They were really bad. They weren't even talking to each other. And then yeah. Nicole and I just sat there listening to it and I'm thinking, oh, I feel all right. Well, I also <laughs> kind of felt like shit because I was like, am I putting this on my mum? Like, I didn't think I was that bad. <laughs> but, I mean, yeah, I feel like, if anything, it just brought us yeah, closer. Brought us closer. But, so, like, it was definitely an eye-opener to hear that, like... It was. So we were going to these things and I thought oh, I don't really need to go to any of these anymore I feel yeah, like it's a waste so, of my time well these seminars were also they would bring in physios because people had questions like when am I going to feel 100% when can mm. I do this again when can I do that again like, what can we eat yeah what can't we so eat? there would be like yeah. a dietitian would come in an occupational therapist would come mm-hmm. in a speech pathologist would come in and again everyone they'd just say like literally just ask us whatever you want even like, can I go overseas? And they'd yeah. be like, actually, yeah, you can. Of course, you can. Like, things yeah. like that. Just it was like, interesting. What but will it was, life be we like? We felt that Nicole and I felt like we've got this. So yeah. We were coping really well in Sydney. Yeah. I feel like we really did just kind of like. I think everyday life just sort of went on. It happened very quickly though for us to just be like, this is our life now. Mm. Let's just see what we can do. Like. Yeah. Yeah, I feel I don't know. I I don't know why. I feel like we really just did cope quite well. I think I felt like when you were having a bad day, I just kept away. Yeah, I feel like, and I would say like, don't talk to me today. I'm just having a bad yeah, day. Yeah, because Nicole would have mood swings. Obviously, it's from the medication as yeah. well. Well, I, even if it wasn't, like this is just such a huge. It, yeah, it was a big I thing. I think also yeah. just like I missed 
it was being a, home. Yeah, and, and like I that missed was Matt. Thing. And I think you missed your animals at home. I know. Then, I missed my animals so much. And then and you like, missed the my like out my grandkids. So your niece. Yeah, so had the one at the moment. I time. mean, yeah, she but she was she was a baby, a couple of months old. Yeah, yeah. you know, so like I missed her, and you have to remember before that I was with her every single day. Yeah, I didn't, I wasn't seeing my sisters. Obviously, they were coming whenever they could, but they they got lives, you yeah. know. It was even hard. like my dad would come. No, we had so to send your dad home. We had to send dad home because he was like overly emotional. Too emotional. So, he was crying all the time. So I just couldn't cope. Well, like I would wake up and he'd be like in my face just crying. And I'm like, dad, what the hell? Yeah. I just love you so much. Oh my God, are you okay? I'm like, dad, I'm li- I, like, I'm actually fine. Like, I'm good. I'm the best I've been. He's like, oh, no, but it was a very traumatic time. And so, I yeah. feel like um, yeah. I didn't need that on top of everything else. So I felt like yeah. he was better off going home and spending it with um, his other two daughters and his grandchild and just leave yeah. me alone and focus <laughs> on this one. I'm probably good for everybody at home. I was well. excellent. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, and Matt would come up every like second weekend. So when Matt will come, I would fly home. So Matt will fly in on the Friday and I would probably fly out on the Friday and come back on the Sunday. Yeah. And your Matt, room only had two beds, right? Yeah. Had in two single, single beds, beds yeah. in this tiny room. In a tiny room. Yeah. No TV. No. I remember when Matt would come, he would sleep in my single bed and we would put a chair on top of a chair and put my iPad on top of that so that we could watch mm. like a movie or something. Because also like, I don't feel like being in a, you know, in the living area where yeah. strangers are, especially when I'm not feeling well. Yeah. So it's not just our accommodation. Yeah. So, so we like, only had a bedroom to ourselves. Especially if I'm not feeling well. I was like, I don't, Matt was like, let's go, we can watch TV. I'm like, I don't want to, I don't want to see strangers and like have fake conversation. I'm hurting. I don't feel well. Like, yeah. so yeah, it was, it was rough, but we got used to it and we made so many friends there. Like, we did. In the beginning it was hard, but then because in our house, for some reason, um, someone will come in and go. So we were there the longest. It was I was, a short I, time. I kept that apartment actually for the whole three months that I was it there. It was a short which stay. Which normally they don't do that. Normally they no. rotate you around. And for some reason they just left me there. They just rotated my bedrooms around until Nicole came out. So I couldn't go upstairs. We had to stay downstairs. Because so when you say rotate around, you mean to other other well. Right? So they have a whole street of yeah. these um, little townhouses there. So it's two streets, I think it is. There's two streets. Two streets. And every house has about four or five three, bedrooms. No, three to four rooms. So they're sharing. Yeah. Share yeah. accommodation. It's shared accommodation. Each person gets one room or each, you know. So you have that bedroom, but you're sharing the living area. So yeah. you're sharing your kitchen, your bathroom and your living area. And for some reason, they kept me in the same one for three months. But we, I think in that three months, I kid you not, I reckon there would have been about 20 different people wow. come and gone. So we met. In the beginning, it was hard because when Nicole was in hospital, I sort of didn't talk to anyone because I didn't know anyone. I was yeah. always at the hospital for 12 hours a day. So I wasn't there. I would just get up in the morning, leave and come back at night. Yeah. But um, once Nicole came home, and once Nicole started feeling a little bit better and we sat in the living room and we were watching TV and I was cooking in there, that's when we finally met the people that were coming in. Yeah. So we did make a lot of friends. Um, and and it was friends. nice as well because people, 
some of those people had heart transplants. Mm. Oh, so yeah. like mum would talk to their mum and, and I would talk to Yeah, and I would yeah. talk to the patient and be like, How are you feeling? I'm like three I'm like, you know, two months post and this is what's happening. Was did that happen with you? They're like, Yeah. So like it was nice and we used to like go for lunch with those people mm. and stuff and oh, it was nice. Yeah. Mum kind of became like the mother of the thing. So she would like do a Cole's food shop and be like, Who wants dinner? Yeah. Like Yay. So I was so bored at one stage that I would walk to Coles, which was not close, no. and then I had to leave Nicole by herself, which that was a little bit scary in the beginning. But Even then, for me, I was like, what if I go into cardiac arrest? Yeah, but yeah. I but would find her as I'm goes. walking to Coles and then carrying all this shopping back with me, but then I'll come and then I'll cook and then I will walk in and say, oh, something smells nice, and I'll say, have some. Yay! <laughs> you know? Yeah, we really just like took over that. We did take over. Yeah. And we got sick of eating takeaways, I think. I think yeah, because yeah. I do remember that area. Number one, the apartments are quite cute. They are quite cute. Yeah, yeah. That yeah. Area is really nice. Um, but yeah, there was. I also remember the Coles wasn't nearby, but there no. were a lot of really cute cafes. They so were it was really easy to fall into. They were. Having, so yeah. we did find one that was around the corner that we basically used a lot, like when you came and yeah. we went for breakfast and the Matt, bread bar. The bread bar. Yeah, yeah. I love that place. So, so we nice. had breakfast there. I was really happy that by the end of it they were like nick the usual i was like oh i'm yeah. one of them like, <laughs> so we did have a lot of cafes and restaurants near us which were but it quite was lucky. also hard because i feel like what people don't realize is sydney is very hilly yeah and i was still very very mm. like shaky on my feet yeah so this bread bar was like not even 100 meters down the road yeah and so like sometimes i genuinely could not walk there it was an actual incline like, yeah i'm a full health and i was like damn yeah, 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 I had trouble as well. And well, also, mum had trouble because you didn't have to just walk yourself, but you no, also I had, had to, to walk have... me. And Nicole's not exactly short, so I'm no. short, and Nicole's nearly six foot, and she'll be leaning on top of me, yeah. trying to walk. So that was a little bit tough. And it was hot. And it was, it was, well, it was in June, but for some reason, it, it was, was 23, warm. 22 yeah. degrees yeah. every day. It was cold yeah. at night, but during the day, it was warm. and yeah so it was look we learned a lot of experiences there we did a yeah. lot and then by the end of it nicole was catching a train and we were going to play yeah um before we go into that i just i am curious to know like what was the purpose of moving people around there in the apartment i feel like they uh, to be honest i don't know what the purpose was and it was funny because the social worker was the one that was organizing these apartments and for some reason, she would say, okay, tomorrow you're coming out of this apartment and going into this apartment. I because think... we had those Irish people that were staying yeah. with us because their son fell off a bridge and hurt himself. And they were living with us for about two or three weeks. And then all mm. of a sudden, they got moved three houses down the street. Oh. But we couldn't understand why. I, I mean, think, like, in regards to the room thing, I think it's very much like if you're fit and able... Like, because obviously before I was discharged, you were upstairs. I was, and then I had to be so downstairs. So I can't... Yeah, so they knew, all right, she's going to have someone who's just had a heart transplant. She can't walk upstairs yet. So we'll move her downstairs. So it is very just like shuffling people to what they're able but to moving do. moving them from house to house, I couldn't understand. The house moving to house thing to I don't really get. But different. room to room, yeah. I do kind of get yes. in that sense. Yeah, I understood that. couple, their son wasn't with them. They were no, there they were there by themselves to him. visit him. Because yeah. they came from Ireland. So they got the phone call from, um, from obviously, from Sydney, saying your son hurt himself. He's in a, he was in a coma. He was in a coma, yeah. As well. So these two 
this couple had to fly in. So they came in at night. I remember hearing them coming in at night. Yeah. And they were at the hospital every day, all day long. I remember mine. you met them I did. when yeah, you that came. Was really lovely. Yeah. Darlings. Yeah, a really hard story. Yeah. It was very hard. But the outcome was good because their son finally woke up and um He was okay. He was like okay, he but was... I can't remember what the extent of the damage was, but they were going to fly him back home. Yeah. So that was good. But we left before they left. I yeah, I remember on our last day there we, we went, went and, and saw him in hospital. Bye. Yeah. yeah, and I was like, your parents are just the best. I love them. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah you told me a lot about them before I actually met yeah. them. Yeah. Like, they were, yeah, they're obviously like quite an important part of your... They were huge. Also, because like you have to think that like mum and I were essentially alone. Yeah. So like when people came and pe- that like mum said before, that was like a short stay thing. And for some reason, this couple also had like a longer stay than mm. most. So at first, I was kind of like, oh, they're annoying and they're... Always coming in late, and because our room was next Near to the, the front window door, as yeah. well, the and door. I didn't sleep as it was, and I was feeling sick, and I would every time I would fall asleep, they would like slam the door, and so at first I was pissed, yeah. and then I like took the time. I think we got to, like, to get know to know them, them and yeah. I became obsessed with them. They were yeah. so lovely, and like when Mum, I remember Mum came to Adelaide for a day. And there was like a, a few hours in between where I would have been alone. So Matt was coming in the afternoon um, and mum left early and she, I spoke to Karen, which was one of the, she was the wife yes, um, of the, like the Irish couple. She was a, the lady and she was like, she came into my room when mum left and was like, give me your number. I'm going to bring you lunch. I'm going to go visit my son, but I'm going to come straight back. What do you want? What's your favorite food? And she was messaging me constantly, like, I know you're in the house by yourself. Are you okay? And I was like, I'm good. Like, oh, relax. I'm fine. So, like, they genuinely cared. They were good because you I know, felt it like... You know, it was nice having someone else it, there and that it's true could take care of us. I was scared to leave because my flight, obviously, was leaving an hour before Matt's flight was coming in. Yeah. So, I, I think it was an hour difference which I wasn't really happy about because normally Matt would drive in and I would be leaving from yeah. the room. And so this time, for some reason, the flights were not, you know, together. So it was hard. And Nicole kept saying, I'm fine, Mum, just go. I'm fine. And driving to the airport, I was just, I didn't want to call Nicole because I didn't want to panic her. But I think I was the one that was panicking more than Nicole. Yeah. Mm. But I think Karen... I can't remember the husband's name. Stephen. That's it. And they said to me from the night before, don't worry, we're going to look after her. Oh. And they actually did. Also, Karen and Stephen, if you ever listen to this, <laughs> please get in contact. Yeah. We just, I don't know why we just never got their numbers. Like we had their, I had their Australian mm, number, yeah, but, but obviously they don't, they're not from here. No. So like... Gotta get onto that WhatsApp. Yeah, that's like one of like my biggest regrets of being in Sydney, not keeping contact with some of the people that I met. I just didn't yeah. really think to I do think that at the was, time. Everything was a new day, and we met yeah. so many people yeah. that you just couldn't keep up with them. Like we had lunch with that one lady with her son. Yeah. Um, and she was a really nice lady, you know. It was nice, but again, we didn't get. I remember number. we walked away from them, and you were like ask for her number yeah and i was like i'm embarrassed you asked for her number she, and you were like stop being a pussy just go and i was like no you just fucking go like so just also things like that yeah. like it was you just do feel embarrassed and like that 
hey, give me your number. And well, like, I feel I'm embarrassed thinking, to be like, yeah. can I have your digits? <laughs> like, so, but we did meet a lot of people and it made it easier and everyone at the hospital was brilliant. Like we yeah. would go in there for her appointments and they knew her by her name and yeah. Nicole would walk in sometimes. So there was one morning Nicole would be vomiting from the night before and I remember we had to be at the hospital by 7am to do bloods and then do a biopsy and obviously go and see the doctors. And by the I would get Nicole up and she goes, no, I'm not going. She goes, and I said, get up. I put a beanie over her head. Put clothes said, on. I was like, I'm not. I'm, if you I want me to go to the hospital, I'm going to go in my pyjamas and I don't so care. I left her in her pyjamas, which was just trackies, basically. So I, I just put a, a jacket on her. And a beanie? A, a and beanie, you're good to go. Put her shoes on her and I said, you're fine. Let's just go. <laughs> and she goes, are you angry with me? I said, I'm not angry. I'm fed up. <laughs> Yeah, I feel like that was the only day that we were like, yeah, going like to kill each other. I was going to kill her that day. And I walked in to do her bloods and it was the same ladies. And she goes, Maria, what's wrong with you today? I said, nothing. Just do her bloods. <laughs> but I remember Justin, like the guy behind the thing was like, yeah. you look like shit. Yeah. And I was like, I know Justin. God damn. I've had a so, bad night. Yeah. So that were good. So Justin, it was good because they got receptionist. To, yeah. They got to know you so well that like you did have that relationship with them yeah. where he was like, oh shit, you actually look like death. Are you all right? I'm like, just give me a vomit bag and shut up. Like, <laughs> so, But it was good because they, they, sat us in this room first in the waiting area and when you're in this waiting area you could be waiting nearly five hours to see the doctor it's just Mm. ridiculous so justin came up and he goes look i've spoken to the nurse they're going to take her into actually one of the rooms and probably give her a drip for because she looks dehydrated i said please give her anything get her away from me (laughs) bloody morphine (laughs) and they go you don't want to go in with her i said oh am i going in with her (laughs) I think that was the only day I thought, oh, I need a break from this kid. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah. Yeah, we got through that as well. But there were times that Nicole um, did give me a hard time. With, yeah. And I look, I don't blame her because there were days where she would have a migraine that would last for two days. So that yeah. was hard. The tremors, the vomiting. So there was a lot of side effects from the medications that we had to sort of get it right. So we kept changing medications around. Mm-hmm. to get it right for Nicole or you, add on medication. Yeah. So you mentioned tremors a couple of times. What do you mean exactly by tremors? So one of the medications that I'm on, which is tacrolimus, tacrolimus, tacrolimus. Yep. I am still on it. Um, it's literally just known to give tremors and migraines. And they're like, it's so rare. You know, the people who get tremors, like it just doesn't, <laughs> it just doesn't really happen. So like, I'm just going to bypass that. I was like, oh, sweet. I bloody wake up and literally my body is like... Her hands were really bad. So my hands and my feet shaking. just shaking, shaking a lot. Yeah. And like, it's something that you just genuinely cannot control. So like, I remember even like, I couldn't sleep because my feet were shaking or like, just honestly, just very like, a, it's frustrating, like a very frustrating side effect to have. And it's annoying because like, you're not in pain. You're just yeah. like uncontrollably shaking so you can't hold a pen she couldn't eat i couldn't write and also like after transplant you need to sign so much stuff or like you know i remember like the ot would come and be like let's practice your handwriting and i was like i'm telling you that i cannot even hold a pen right now like it was so bad i couldn't hold a fork mum was feeding me like up until i got discharged so um three months for no so for, i was four in weeks. hospital for oh, okay, one sorry. month yeah. So for four weeks, I would feed Nicole, wipe her bottom 
Give yep. her a shower. Yep. <laughs> yep. Do everything for Nicole. And then when once we got to the house and we sort of gave her another tablet, we added another tablet for these tremors and the migraines. It sort of subsided a little bit, but it took a while for Nicole again to get used to holding that pen well, so and they, how to yeah. use the spoon again. So they say as well, like, I remember I was very adamant, like, I need something to fix my tremors. Like, mm. this is, I cannot live like this. And they said, like, we don't really give out medication in the first month or so just because your body is still just adjusting to so much new medication. So, like, get out of here. Like, when you're discharged, let me know if they're mm. still there. And obviously they were. And so at that point I was like, this is getting ridiculous. And my migraines were just insane. Like I would vomit, stay up all night. My mom, I would cry. My mum would come into my single bed and just like massage my temples until I would fall asleep. Like it was just honestly unbearable. Um, and so there's, I was put like on a very minor dose of a beta blocker, which is like a heart medication, um, but can work for many different things yeah it helps. and I'm still on that and my tremors are, are gone and that is like um that is just like an optional medication for me to take so sometimes if I do run out of a script I'm like eh, it's fine it's not like actually doing anything heart wise yeah. and I actually realize that my tremors come back if I don't take it oh wow yeah so I not yeah so like not to the extent that they were in hospital but like still I can feel yeah. them so, yeah, I feel like that was a good find because I that was, would have yeah, been really struggling. I feel struggling. like we had to ask two or three doctors before I think Professor MacDonald eventually said, this is what we can do mm. and we'll put, put you on this tablet, yeah. which helped, which was good. But they are so vigilant. So they're like, tell me everything that is wrong and I'll wow. see what yeah. I can do to fix you. I'll tell you if that is normal or if, you know, you need a scan or whatever. So, like, they were great. The doctors, they were fantastic, actually. I must yeah. admit. Every oh, one. not there an There was issue. about four or five in the team. Um, and there was one I can remember. So, we're in about our... So, we had to stay in Sydney for three months. Mm. And I think we were on our fifth week... Oh, no, it would have been longer than that. About eighth week or ninth week. And we walked in and... He looked at us both. I was in goes, a mood. And he goes, you two don't look very happy today. And I said, really? Because, <laughs> again, I would just say to these doctors too, like, I want to when go home. can I go home? Because yeah. also it was approaching Malia's first birthday, my oh, niece. But that we were supposed to be home by then. We were meant to be home by then. But, again, they were like, I'm not going to promise anything. If you, if I feel like you're ready to go home, by this date, September 11th, yeah, I'll never forget it. Yeah, you'll be allowed to Then, yeah, but, like, I'm not promising nothing. But, so, but I would always about, say, like, am I on the right track? Yeah. Am I on the right track? So am this, I going to go home? But this doctor, I think we're four weeks away from going actually home. Yeah. And he looked at us both and he goes, I told you, it was a Thursday. I remember yeah. being a Thursday and he goes, you two can go home today. And I said, what, to the apartment? And he goes, no, home. And I said, wow. you do know we live in Adelaide. And he goes, yes, go home He literally now was just before, like, get the hell out of here yeah, before I change before my mind. Before I change my mind. So we went home, not even thinking about it. And Nicole goes, right, I'm booking flights right now. Mm-hmm. So we booked, we were leaving that night. Yeah. But we booked the flights 
We packed an overnight bag because he goes, I want you back by Sunday. By Monday morning, you've got to be back into the hospital. And a biopsy. Yes, oh, to have a biopsy. Just going back, was it a week or a weekend? Though? Just no, a weekend. So weekend, so we flew out He Thursday literally was night. like, 48 hours, go, but I want you back here. By Monday. This date, this time. Wow. So it was a Thursday morning, He I just remember. saw that we needed to yeah. go home. But so like, I phoned Con and I said to Con, oh my God, you're not going to believe this, but we're actually coming home just for the weekend and I'm bringing Nicole I didn't even think what I was doing I'm thinking now once I got on the plane I'm thinking oh my god how am I gonna cope I remember we booked the the flights and I was like I don't want to go yeah we both started thinking I actually feel scared I don't know if I'm ready to go and mum is the the one that convinced me to go because I obviously we had the flights booked and stuff and I remember I called Matt I did not tell anybody else no we only told Tom and Matt yeah so my other two daughters um, the grandparents, the uncles, aunties. Yeah, no one knew. We thought, you know what, we're not going to tell anyone. We're just yeah. going to go in and surprise everyone. Yeah. So, But I remember I booked the flats and I called Matt and I was like, I booked them, but I don't think I'm going to get on the plane. He was like, what? This is what you want? I was like, nah, I don't, I'm scared. I think she I'm changed not, I'm not ready. Mind. Well, I think once we booked the flights, we both sat down thinking, oh my God, what did we do? But I didn't, say that out loud because I yeah. never ever wanted to show Nicole how I was feeling so I turned around and said to Nicole we are doing this we have come so far you are going to be fine we're going to get on that plane and mm-hmm. we are going to go home and your dad and Matt are going to be on the other end and they're going to pick us up so we got on this plane and we were fine you were fine oh on the I was living my best she life was, she, like, I remember she got chocolate on the plane yeah, and hell yeah. whatever and we got off the plane and uh, Matt and Con picked us up from the airport and we said, right, straight to Joanna's house. So we said, so my youngest was living at home and we said to dad. No, Matt had organized like a family. So apparently while we were away, my big sister, the one with the daughter, she um, used to do little family dinner nights and like she'd invite Matt and my dad and my little sister and that all get together. Um, And so I said to Matt, oi, call my sister tonight and say, like, do you mind if we come over for dinner? And he was like, do not let me do that. I'm so embarrassed. And I was like, just do it, and then mum and I can come. And then we'll And we'll surprise there. everybody. So we rock up and we knock on the front door. No, we walk in through the front door, and everyone's in the living area, and we just walk in. But that Joanna looked at us, but looked through us. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't think, think it she really... expected us to be there because she saw dad go in and Matt walk in and then we walked in behind them. Yeah, didn't register. And she just looked through us. I remember her looking at us and then it took a couple of seconds and she started screaming, saying, oh my God. And she was screaming yeah. so much oh and she ran God. up to us and I said, please don't jump on Nicole. You yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, and then my youngest did the same. Yeah. And then um, her in-laws lived behind her so they came as well and then my brother lives across the road and I, I remember I phoned and I can't remember if it was me and I said, you need to go to Joanna's. She's got, oh no, come to Joanna's house because I want to FaceTime Joanna and Nicole wants to see you. And mm-hmm. he goes, oh, I'll be there in a couple of minutes. I said, please come now because we're FaceTiming now. And he rocks up and we're just sitting on the couch. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So that was a it really was good really surprise. Nice, and like, the grandparents got to see Yeah, her. they came and like, it was just honestly the best. And it was just like what my soul needed. Like It recharged just, our batteries yeah. a little bit. But the thing was, 
for some, I don't know what happened, but Sunday our flight got so yeah, canceled. so we were meant to fly back Sunday afternoon. And I remember saying to Matt that morning, like, we were in bed, and I was like, I'm not going home tonight. Like, I refuse. I, I do not want to go home. Like, I just want to stay. And I remember... Back to Sydney. Yeah, yeah, back to Sydney. And I remember I got a message from the airline that was saying like, our flight your flight canceled. has been cancelled. And I was like, oh, what the and hell? How like, often does this happen? And then we weren't flying out until... Monday night Monday or morning. No, I think it was like an extra whole day. Or something like that. And... and we had to call the hospital, though. I called the hospital know. to let them know, and I sent them a message, and I was like, I'm not lying. Like, this is the message that I got. But So we got to stay in Adelaide for another day, and Which I remember cool. going back to Sydney and being like, let's fucking smash this. And I after think that, that changed. I think once we came home, yeah. Nicole could see that, you know what, I can do this. I can yeah. walk. I can go get on the plane. I can do everything. And I remember... Amanda and Kayla came from Melbourne to visit us and that was the very first time that we actually, we said we were going to catch a cab somewhere and we started walking, waiting for a cab, but before we knew it, we actually walked to where we were going, which was about an hour. I walked for about an hour. For about an hour. And I never said anything. I just, we just, because she kept, she was talking to Amanda and Kayla so I don't think she was focusing on what was happening. And I was walking mm. behind them. And I'm just thinking, do you know what? I'm just going to let her go yeah. and see how far we can go. Mm. And we actually got where we wanted to go. And we came back walking yeah. as well. Because I so, remember you had only come a couple of weeks before that. Yeah. And we caught a cab everywhere. Yeah, we couldn't, yeah. she couldn't walk anywhere. I physically could yeah. not. But also I think it was just like my mentality too. I was like, nah. I'm not ready. I think I'm not coming ready. home from Sydney coming for home, that couple of I days, needed that, like, yeah, this re- is what I'm doing it for. Like, yeah. this is why I'm working and so we're, hard. And what we're missing out on. Yeah. yeah. And so, I also, the doctors used to lie to me and say, like, if I see, like, big improvements, you can go home early. So, <laughs> I knew that they were bullshitting. But I was like, okay, done. Like, yeah. challenge accepted. So, like, I used to go to rehab. I used to do one and a half yeah. hour sessions at rehab every day. Like... I would just bust my arm. But then we would to like, walk to the hospital because in the beginning we would yep. catch a cab to the hospital. We'd yeah. walk there. Two minutes, but it, she yeah. couldn't walk up the hill. But it was then, literally around the corner. It, yeah. Exactly. But then we started walking to the hospital and walking back yeah. from the hospital. And then we'll go for walks around. Yeah. So every day was a new day. And then I took her to the movies. Yeah, we started actually like venturing out, out. of our So bubble. we started doing things. Like I kept saying to her, come on, let's do this and do that. And then Con's got a relative that lives about an hour and a half, half away from the actual city. And I said, how about catching a train and we can go and visit her? What yeah. do you feel about that? And she goes, let's try it. We went and to we a shopping centre. We went to a shopping centre. But I remember also like a week or so before we were able to go home, it was mine and Matt's anniversary. Mm. And yeah. so Matt flew to Sydney and we like went out for dinner. Like I got dressed for the first time. <laughs> in ages in like nicer clothes we had to buy clothes well got to pack clothes. Exactly so i would call right. matt so what happened i would was, call matt and be like oh you need to bring because when we packed when i packed nicole's bag you're thinking hospital you aren't you're not really thinking rehab or you know she's coming out of hospital and staying with me and then she won't need pajamas all the time so while she was in hospital i think it was the day before she got discharged I actually caught a taxi to Bondi Junction and yeah. went into a, a super a, like a shopping centre and went in and bought her trackies and 
shoes because she, yeah. she only had slippers. I also didn't fit in my shoes because yeah. my feet were really swollen. Yeah, so everything was swollen because of the medication and everything. So mm. Nicole had literally nothing. So I had to go and, and I buy. lost so much weight too. So I remember Matt brought actually these jeans, the ones that I'm wearing right now. And I would do up the button and they would fall. Yeah. And I was like, okay. She lost 14 kilos. Whoa. Yeah. Yeah. So, so it's also like, even when I had clothes, they didn't fit me. And yeah. every time I would come from, if I flew home and I would come back to Sydney, she would phone and say, hey, can you please bring me this and this and this? Yeah. So I would bring her clothes and then Matt would bring her clothes and then Con would bring her clothes. Mm. And then when we were leaving from Sydney, I had to go and buy a whole yeah. new suitcase because we had so many clothes that we needed to bring. And plus, we had a whole bag of medication to bring. Yeah, legit. Well. Yeah. A whole suitcase. But, um, yeah, it ended up that things had changed. You don't think about when you're packing no. that it's not just for hospital. It's rehab. Yeah, like you do like, eventually do, do dinners and, like, go for yeah. lunch. And, like, we went to the movies a lot. We did. And... But I guess that was already proof that even if you could preempt what you're going to need, it was going to be irrelevant anyway because of how yeah. much your weight kept fluctuating. Yeah, well, that's true yeah. as well because her weight did change so much. I mean, she had a swollen... F- it was funny because oh, you would God. look at Nicole and she looked like she put on so much weight because she had these swollen cheeks and... <laughs> it was funny. That was, was what it? What medication was that? It was the predlis- the bleh, prednisolone. Mm. That literally, it's called moon face. It's like a legit known fact of being on pred. Yeah. Um... That's what Selena Gomez is on this thing. Well, yeah. Like her kidney transplant. I remember I was in the waiting room that oh, day. That funny. And I was just, I like at this point had come to terms with my big fat face. And I was like, whatever, like it is what it is. I'm alive, whatever. And I was sitting on the chair, just literally minding my own business, not even talking. I think I was just on my phone. And this lady came up to me, this total stranger that I'd never seen before. And she was like, honey your fat face will go down. You got this. <laughs> and I was like, this. No, bitch. I remember saying, oh my God, Nicole, what a nice lady. And she, yeah. she took it the complete opposite. Yeah. She started screaming. She kept, that bitch, what the hell? Who does she think she is? And I go, she didn't mean it in a bad way. <laughs> yeah, legit. I got so offended. I was like, obviously, I look so disgusting. <laughs> And, but yeah, I was so embarrassed. It took me so, it took me two years to get rid of that. But also it's probably, maybe you thought that she was saying that uh, about just your gender appearance, but she probably actually knew exactly what medication. Yeah. And well, like, I think she was on the same medication. I think she was on the oh. same medication. Yeah. And hers had gone down. So she was on her probably yearly visit. Yeah. So everything had changed, but Nicole was just fresh. Yeah. So hers had just... <laughs> And, you know, Nicole would every day would say to me, look at my face, look at my face. And I'll keep saying to her, Nicole, I just felt so uncomfortable. Fine. I remember people would FaceTime and I would put half of my face in. Yeah, I remember. Because yeah. I just, or I'd put like a, one of those filters on or something, just because I felt so embarrassed. Mm. Even coming home, I actually was like, I don't want to see anyone. Like, I remember being so excited to come home to Adelaide and like, finally start my new life. And then Matt would be like, let's go to the movies or let's do this. I'd be like, nah. I don't want to. I'm actually so embarrassed. And I remember you bought this roller <laughs> oh my God, don't. thing for her yeah. cheeks yeah. at the hospital. And I'm looking at her thinking, okay, what the so hell are Funny you story. Doing? Before my transplant, I knew that I'd have to be on this medication. So I was Googling even like before I got the phone call, like how to reduce moon face. <laughs> and 
all of these things were like face rollers weren't really a thing then. Like yeah. you know how they're very popular now. Yeah, yeah. It, they weren't really a thing then. So like they were quite they were hard to find, and they were like face rollers, this that, put it in the fridge. Like <laughs> I was like interesting, okay. And so when I was when I got the call, I remember like I'd just been discharged and just got to the apartment, and I ordered one and I got it delivered to the apartment. Mm. And I remember opening it. And whatever, and I would roll my face like <laughs> you would use it in our face plan. Yeah, like the entire thing. Oh, I have no idea what I'm doing. If I was making it better or worse, she pretty was sure using I was making it, it all the time. I just looked at it and I think, what are you doing? I still use it. <laughs> I still use it now, just like because it's like routine. Like yeah. I wash my face and before bed, I'm like, oh, I need, to, I need a roll. <laughs> but like. Maybe I should just start using it. <laughs> I don't think it's beneficial at all for me. No, I mean, I, I don't think... It's like a nice face massage, though, right? It is a nice face massage. Mm. It mm. makes me feel like my moisturiser's really, like, Gone in, in my skin mm. when I'm, like... Rolling. Well, that wasn't the reason why you bought it, Nicole. That definitely wasn't the reason why I bought it. It was funny. I would watch her use it every day, all yep. day long, and I'm just... I'd be in bed, like, yeah. just rolling. So that was a big thing for Nicole. Nicole had... She was not happy the way she looked... Well, it was annoying because I finally felt good. Mm. But her appearance healthy. had changed. I, yeah, like yeah. I finally felt healthy. And then I came home and I looked so different. Like I lost so much weight. I like, I felt like I was like a weird color. My hair was falling out at that stage as well. Like my skin was so dry. My skin was white because it was so flaky and dry. And then I had this big fat face and I just was like, I don't want to go anywhere. I don't want to see anyone. Like... This is honestly a disaster. Like, I didn't think that I would change this much. Yeah. I remember even, like, the first time I showered. Because for the first, I don't know, few weeks, I was just getting, like, pat down with that, mm. like, wet towels and stuff because I couldn't walk. And then when I showered for the first time, for some bloody reason, I don't know whose idea this was, there was, like, a full-length mirror in the bathroom and I remember I saw myself butt naked for the first time. And obviously, like, I have a brand new mm. scar. And it was very, very prominent then. Like, it was, it's huge. And yeah. it was red and swollen. And I've got all of these little dots, like, on my belly from, like, you know, my... The different... The dialysis yeah, like, and everything. dialysis mm. and, like, all of these other things that I had, like... And I looked in the mirror and I was like, oh, my God. And obviously, you're having biopsies every week. So my neck was all, like full of bruises and scars mm. and so literally I just looked in the mirror and was like who the fuck even am I like I just feel so ugly and like I never have been one to really give a shit about what I look like like you know me I feel like yeah. I've always just been like a bit of a tomboy I don't I don't care yeah but for the first time I was like I actually this is going to stop me from doing things like I feel so uncomfortable yeah. It took me a really long time to, like, but come to terms like with that. It did, but I feel like in Sydney it didn't stop you from doing anything. I felt like... no one knew me in Sydney. And I think also every, there was a lot of other people looking the same way. Yeah, and but I also, like, wanted thing. to document my experience so mm. much, but I just felt so embarrassed. And I remember you would take pictures of me and I was mm. like, delete them! Don't post anything! Like, I'm so I, I took a lot of photos, but I didn't obviously post any of the photos, yeah. but it was for my own beneficial reasons like I need to have some kind of memories going through all of this yeah. but um which I'm glad I did take those photos but uh yes you did change but your personality didn't change no and that was, that's more important 
Yeah, yeah. And, like, it's all fine now, but it and was... And I feel like when you came home, I feel like the ones that love you and the ones that are next to you didn't even notice that. Oh, I know. But everyone was like, plan the wedding. I yeah. was like, shut the fuck up. <laughs> There's absolutely no way. I mean, that engagement party, though, was bloody fun. Like, it we was. had an engagement party, but again, I didn't get a photographer because I had a fat face. And that's something that I regret now. I don't have one picture from oh, my engagement party. Oh, she regrets it now. I mean, <laughs> if I would turn back time, I still wouldn't do it because I'm uncomfortable with the way that I looked. So, like, I still wouldn't have done it. But Were you unpressed though? Like your face did change, but you're still beautiful. Like, but it's a different thing you. to see. Oh, it's just fat. And I agree. Fat. And I <laughs> agree with you, Marky. Like, I feel like being Nicole, who she is. I feel like it doesn't matter how big your face was. The personality is what is the most important thing. And I think all the doctors and the nurses said the same thing to me. I mean, when we were leaving from Sydney, the nurses will come up and just say goodbye and cry and hug you and say, oh, my God, it was a pleasure looking after you. It was so nice. I seriously just loved everyone. And, like, you know me, I'm very talkative. So, like, I would be like, sit down, sit on the edge of my bed, talk to me. Like... (laughs) Yeah, if there's one thing I can say, like, whenever, any, any time that you've ever referenced your time at St. Vincent, like, it's always sound like such a really beautiful, wholesome experience. Yeah. And it was. Almost worthy like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it, <laughs> actually, really, it wasn't, mate, it didn't make us feel, um, like, not welcomed or... No, but also, like, we were so lonely there. I think, I think we just attached ourselves to everyone. Well, it wasn't just <laughs> that, though, but they didn't make us feel that way. Like, no. I just, like, missed my sisters and, like, missed Matt and, like, everybody else. Mm. And, like, not having them there, they kind of did fill the void for me. I know that sounds quite sad, but, like... But that's, I think that's really significant because, obviously, they're so under the pump and so busy. But yeah. the fact that they could take that time just makes you, make you feel welcome yeah. at home, like... That's really special. I think also, like, I feel for the people now that are going to have transplants through COVID because I don't think they'll get the same experience that no, I got. No, plus they don't have their family. They don't have anyone you know, there. I, I feel like I'm different so lucky how it happened when it happened mm. and even, like, being able to go back and forth to Sydney, you know, when I was discharged to come yeah. home. Until COVID. I was able, For one yeah. year, I was able to still go back and forth yeah. and that was huge. That was you good. know, no, that so was no, good. no, everything just I happened think our the way it was experience was be. a very good experience, even though it was a very traumatic experience. But by saying that, I learnt a lot through that. Me too. And you know what? It had to happen. To be continued in episode seven, the transplant part three.